My name's Todd Ross, and I'm the Managing Director and CEO of Nordic Nickel, uh, ASX-listed nickel sulphide explorer with two district-scale projects in the central Lapland greenstone belt of northern Finland. Good to see you, Todd. Good to Welcome see you. to London. Thank you. But yeah. you've been here a while, right? Been here uh, 10 days or so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're almost a local. Yeah. <laughs> it's fifth time this year, yeah. That's <laughs> good, that's good, that's good. Yep. Hey, look, um, okay, we're at a conference, so you're obviously here, um, you know, doing the rounds, walk, walk, walking the streets, as it were. Yep. But you've been seeing a lot of investors outside of this conference as yes. well. Yep. Plus, you were at last week's conference in yep. London. So is, is this story resonating more here in Europe because it's a European asset? Is that... Absolutely. Right. I mean, look, we, we are pounding the pavement in Europe purely because investors here understand the thematic of what's going on yep. with the energy transition in Europe and the need to secure critical minerals. Um, you know, that is that is absolute front and foremost of people's minds at the moment. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I wanted, why I wanted to catch up with you is because I really liked when we spoke last time out. I think we weren't too far from where we are now, no, actually. No. I really I can really like we do. I'm intrigued to see how have things progressed because it's been a sort of, for Nicola, it's been a sort of, up and down year. I think the price is fairly predictable, so I don't really take note of that. But it's more about industry leaning into this as a, a, a class that they, so a, a, a commodity which they need to get a hold of. So what have you done in terms of what you're in control of to tell that story? Yeah, no, since we since we met last year, which I think was in November last year, um, you know, we've done a lot. It was, the company was literally five months old when we, when we first met up last time. And um, since then, we've kicked off our uh, maiden exploration program. Yep. So if you remember, we've got 240 square kilometer land package, a yeah. maiden exploration license where we already had a resource out yep. um, that contains 278,000 tonnes of nickel. We kicked off a, a drilling campaign there in January. Um, we we're also selected by BHP in the Explore program. That's um, that one out, right? So, so that was... Uh, Literally this time last year, we were asked to go and pitch, and um, and we were then you know we were lucky enough to be selected, yeah, um, which gave us a lot of confidence. You know, we you know we're, we're we're a company with a big project, and to get the attention of a major early on, first five months of our life was was fantastic. Um, and this year we've drilled fifteen and a half thousand meters on the Hot and Barrel license. Right, and what are we seeing? Obviously, Finland's well known for its, its mining. So it's got a good history and track record. That it's a good place to do business. You're you know, you're up in the north, and all, I know you've also got an asset down south as well, haven't you? Well, no, no, we're all in the north. Yeah, is it all, all in the north? Above, is right? above the, the um, okay. uh, Arctic Circle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, give us some of the numbers that you're seeing. Yep, so we, of the 15,000 metres that we've drilled, um, we've there's 28 holes. We've continued to build on that resource. So the, the resource is 133 million tonnes. That was based on the 10,000 metres of historical drilling. Now we're going to be able to put out a, a, an update to that resource by the end of the year. Right. Um, we, we're continuing to see lots of the disseminated nickel mineralisation, which is the Kibitza-style deposit. Um, but at the same time, we're trying to zero in on what we call the Sakati analogue. So we're looking for a high-grade massive sulphide deposit. Right. And we're only exploring in this five-square-kilometre area. We've got grades of up to 4.6 this year, um, but nothing over a metre. It's all been relatively yeah. know, narrow intersections, but that's really encouraging. So what we, what we know, wherever we drill, yeah. we're seeing lots of disseminated nickel. So the, the system was rich in nickel, okay. and there's got to be the accumulations there. So how do you chase that down? How, do you, how are you sort of putting all this data together and saying, like, we're getting, we know where not to drill. We mm. We've got a good sense of where we should be drilling, and we've got to put together a, a good story because the, the grades are great, but you could have got to put that scale together, right? A absolutely, yeah. And it's about now using the time that we've got to do the interpretation of that uh, drilling data that we've got. As you mentioned, there's a huge amount of data that's being collected, 25,000 metres in just that one area. 
plus all the geophysics that's been done. Now we're doing a structural interpretation. That's critical. The structure is going to allow us to right. vector in on where the high-grade zones are. Um, and there's a lot of good work being done by the team in Finland and our geos in Australia at the moment to really start planning for next year's draw campaign. Great. And so, when, so where are we with the, the planners? Are you seeing enough data to say, are the plan is good, it's solid, we'll hold and we'll keep moving, advancing that? Or are you having to adjust... No, no, no. I mean, we're, we're well and truly now planning to, to go ahead yeah. um, again and in winter. So as soon as we can get a rig out there in probably okay. January, February next year, um, looking to do another 4,500 metres on top of the 15 Great. that we've done. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's really trying to vector in on those high grade zones where a combination of the, mm. the mag highs and the and the fixed loop PM plates and the moving loop PM plates, that's in the structural interpretation right. that's going to allow us to vector in on the high grade zones. Sweet. And, so, and that's funded? Yeah, yeah. Um, at this stage, we're you know we're working through the process of funding for that. Okay. Um, so you know we, we need to get some more money in the tin for sure. Okay. Okay. Fine. And you and you must see that in the context of looking around the market. Obviously, uh, we've seen a definite nickel price. It was expected. I think we we, we call that six months ago. It, yeah. We, we we know what the inventory levels are like out there. Uh, nothing to necessarily to with with uh, Indonesia per se. It's it's just the way the market works. Okay. We'll pick up again in, in the new year. So in terms of the timing of the raising, I know you're conscious of all the above. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. The money the money you're saying there's better reception here in Europe. Do you expect the money to come from Europe as a result? We're, we're expecting more of it to come from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely there's more appetite from investors here, but also beyond just investors, we're seeing the the OEMs, the car manufacturers. Oh, for sure. That are well and truly looking for access to material, even if it's three to five years down the track. Yeah. And they're willing to partner up early. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned BHP as a major mining company looking to partner up early. Um, so we're in lots of strategic discussions on, on the go at the moment, plus getting good reception from investors in Europe as well. Yeah, I mean, so early days for you guys, like 18 months old, okay. Yeah. But you have done a lot of drilling. You're having, you know, I, I would say a good amount of success as well uh, as a result in the right part of the world. Mm. That European ecosystem for OEMs and, and, and battery manufacturers as well, not a bad place to be. Are you, and you've talked about those guys, are you, are you also sort of seeing the ability to kind of tap into the, uh, tax incentives, tax breaks, and other kind of EU money. It's it's a minefield of trying to navigate yeah. exactly where that money is going to come from. Um, a lot of that money at the moment, yeah, we know there's money there, but it's going into R and D and it's going sort of more downstream processing, right. um, you know, into that space. Getting it into grassroots exploration is the challenge, yeah. um, and navigating all of that hasn't really been available to us yet. Yeah. But what we are seeing is at least certainly in Finland, some benefits of the um, the permitting process timeframes. That's, yeah. that's definitely getting quicker and they're, they're resourcing up to be able to yeah. uh, turn to permitting around. Um, but yeah, we haven't seen any access to EU funds at this stage. Okay, no. It's one of those things people start exploring because it's so much washing around at the moment and it's new, new money coming through all the time. Yeah. The ecosystem. Um, one of the kind of, I guess, uh, long poles in the tent is uh, people. Hmm. Access to people cost of people yep. and you know and and time timing the right kind of um well introducing the right kind of skill sets into you know, into the company I, what, what are you seeing in finland because like i said it's got that history yeah are the people Look, still there you know i'm a i'm a you know perth guy that's grown up in the mining industry um you know in banking for 25 years in metals mining um in perth i said to someone today i know what a mining town looks like um and when i first arrived in finland you know july last year you know, the two towns that we operate out of 
are mining towns, like well and truly. The majority of the people there are either geos or mining engineers or the towns that service Anglo-American, Boleyn, Ignico Eagle. Um, So there's lots of availability and they're very, you know, the Finns are very highly educated and very technically competent. Um, So we're not seeing a shortage of people available. the, the problem is in Finland, it's mostly campaign work. So if you're going to be drilling, it's everyone wants to be drilling in winter. Um, so trying to get access to people in that, that time frame. But in saying that, we've appointed a country manager. We've appointed a, um, a chief sustainability manager in Finland. They're well and truly connected in, in the country. And we've also got uh, our geotechnical and geological services businesses yeah. in Finland that we're tapping into. Plus, we're building out our capabilities in Australia. So we're not worried about that. Um, I think we've got a really good team around us now. And we're building up that model and that understanding and knowledge of the the country. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of putting the money in the ground and, uh, and drilling the holes. Yeah, well, well absolutely. And I look forward to you know, seeing more of the results come through. Um, just in terms of that, the, the kind of Aussie Europe thing, because mm-hmm. it's like it, 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 get, it gets kind of c- complicated in a way. So different countries select into like different jurisdictions, et cetera. For you, is there, a, well, is, is it just being discussed in terms of either Frankfurt listing, which is sort of cheap and quick, okay. but it gives people access to kind of, you know, that European capital, um, or, or Aang, which is slightly more expensive and a little bit more ponderous in, in, in a way. Is that on the radar? Look, it's something we've, we continue to looking at, or yeah. continue to look at. Um, you know, we're only 18 months old, but it, it's definitely been flagged by investors. Yeah. Um, Depends on what sort of market you want to tap into. Um, obviously, if we're doing placements, most of the sophisticated investors and the funds are happy to come in on placements for Aussie listed companies. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, having more of a retail presence um, through a Frankfurt listing, through a London yeah. listing is probably going to be something we need to do down the track. Yeah, because I think the Aussies have like, they've got some really good nickel projects, but not a lot of them. No. So it's, it's perhaps not as well studied. No, no. By, by no. retail, for sure. And, and understanding Europe, um, yeah, and the thematic is critical. And obviously the investors in here will understand that more um, than the Australian investors yeah. do. Um, and, and understanding that the whole environment about permitting and everything else and being able to develop a project. Everyone you talk to here in Europe realise that, you know, if you're going to develop a project in, in Europe, being in Finland is probably one of the best countries you want to be in. For sure. Mm. For sure. No, yeah, yeah, you're in the right spot, definitely. Um, well, like, I appreciate the update, man. Like, and and, and Thank thanks you, for making time because yeah. I'm yeah, just busy over pleasure. there, right? Yeah, no, it's very busy. It's been great. Good. We'll Excellent. see you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.